Hello, I'm John Kenny, the Relationship Guy, and Relationship Coach, helping people to create healthy, intimate relationships. Welcome to the show, the show where we talk about all things relationships with a mix of my own relationship ramblings and some great guests from all walks of life who will be discussing the importance of relationships to them. Hello, so today's guest is a clinical hypnotherapist and transformation coach and helps people to break free of anxiety and PTSD, improve confidence and self-esteem without the long-term need for therapy or drugs. Welcome to the show, Marcus Matthews. Thank you for having me, John. Great to be here. Really looking forward to it. Great. Thank you for agreeing to come on to the show. Um, That was a brief introduction about yourself, if you can tell the listeners a bit more about uh, what you do, how you help. Yeah, so... It actually stems from when I personally was in a really rough place and it came down to a question. And the question was this, it's a very simple question. And it was, why do I feel the way that I do? So everything should be okay. Great family, you know, no real bad background. Yeah, working class, you know, I'm I'm not of that. But um but I found myself in the place where I wanted to kill myself. And I asked that question, why? Um, I'm a massive fan of Simon Sinek. I don't know if you know mm, Simon Sinek. Why? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Start with why. Yeah. And so I've been following him and had a, a real interest in, in kind of leadership and things like that. And when I found myself in that place, it's why do I feel this way? Logically, this doesn't make sense. And that then led me on a path to work with other coaches to do now what I do, mm-hmm. which is really about helping people understand the story that they tell themselves and the feeling that they attach to it. Mm-hmm. And I guess um, my my main aim is to disrupt our understanding of mental health and well-being, because let's face it, it's in a bit of a, there's a bit of trouble at the moment with our mental health. Um, so that's my big thing is about helping people understand that things like anxiety, PTSD and suicide are actually not bad. They're good. Okay. Please, please elaborate on that. Okay. I know it always, I I was recently at a networking event and I introduced myself and said that and everybody went silent. Um, So if you imagine that if you close, if the listener was to close their eyes and really focus on this conversation, on everything that's going through their heads, all those stories, and notice their feeling. They're absolutely actually the observer of those feelings. They're the mm. observer of that story. They are not that thing. The amazing Bob Proctor actually said, um, do you have a house? Do you have a car? Um, people say, yes. And they say, do you have a hand? Do you have a head? Yes. Are you your car? No. So how can you be your body? How can you be your hand? So that whole kind of narrative about understanding who we are and that kind of quantum, the quantum side of things that we are actually just a blob of chemical, biological and electrical energy really um, got me interested in what I do. But it came actually from being broken and using hypnotherapy and um, a, a particular technique called rapid transformational therapy, which is uh, invented by a very famous hypnotherapist, Marissa Peer. And day 10 of using this therapy, I had this, this, this light coming into my head. It was really, really weird. And my whole body felt as though I was expanding. It was a bit like the Michelin man. Okay. Um, and, and as that happened and this light got bigger and this expansion happened, 
all of this energy kind of dropped into my feet, came up through my body and everything lifted. Every anxiety, every thought, and it was just pure love. Um, a lot of people explain it as the God experience. Mm. So <clears throat> that 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 feeling of absolute consciousness mm-hmm. is kind of what I felt. And that was my moment, really, when my why came through. And it was that moment when I went, if I could allow people to feel this experience, yeah then we could change the world. And that's like massive, isn't it? So it's like, yeah. like, like I have a dream speech, you know, but it was, it was so profound. And, and, and I've experienced that on a few, on a few um, occasions. There's a great book actually called Stealing Fire by um, Stephen Kotler, mm-hmm. which I would recommend anybody to read. And interestingly, all of that comes down to a relationship and it comes down with the relationship with self. Yeah. Because we tend to look out and I was blaming everybody. Mm-hmm. I was bitching and moaning. I mean, yeah. the only reason I started on this journey was that I was bitching and moaning on Facebook. And it was a Mind Valley advert that came up because of the algorithm on Facebook. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was obviously picked up on the fact that, so it's like, you need a coach, you need a therapist, this is what you need. Yeah. Um, so so that, that was it really. Um, and it's it's so interesting that, you know, we we believe that all of the answers are outside us and they're not. And I think... Great coaches, great therapists don't tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. They allow you to find those answers yourself. So so that's kind of my mission. My mission is to allow people to find that love for themselves and connect with themselves. Um, and that all comes down to relationships, whether that's with relationships with yourself, relationships with others, relationships with your boss. Actually, everything comes down to relationships because that's how we survive. Yes, definitely. I completely agree with with that. And let's just quickly, before we move on to that idea about relationships, can you just tell people then how you now work with your clients in order to help them to create that experience that you you had with yourself? Yeah. So if you look at the way that most therapy works, is it will it, it works on a basis of a story so an incident a trauma that might have happened in your life mm. and then we look at that cognitively so so what is the story you're telling yourself how do we cope around that how do we change that narrative mm-hmm. actually when you think about it the story is not the driver it's actually the feeling that's the driver yeah. And there's, there's a great there's a great piece of work um, by a guy called um, Dr. Porges on something called the polyvagal theory. And when we go into fight or flight and when we go into that moment of anxiety and cortisol comes into our brain, what actually happens is, is that our neocortex, our logical communicative communication part of our brain yeah. actually switches off yeah. because when you're in that state you don't need to know how to do a quadratic equation <laughs> you know what i mean you, you're, you're literally you know going to oh, do i'm going to put you <laughs> run away i'm going to lie down you know you you yeah. are not in that. so a lot of our therapies that we do is is you've got the therapist who's talking logically but you've then got the client who is in a deep emotional state going mm. why do i feel this way why is it that this is happening to me and it can get very frustrating. It's, mm. I, I often say that it's like the therapist is talking in Spanish, but you only understand English. 
Mm. And neurologically, that's because we've we've dipped through that neocortex down into the limbic system where we want to feel safe and connected. So if we mm. feel safe and connected, we can kind of navigate things in life. But if we don't feel safe and connected, then we go into the the amygdala, our, our caveman, cavewoman brain. Yeah. And, and that doesn't that doesn't communicate using logic. No. Um, it's in our subconscious mind. It's very instinctive reaction in where you type space isn't it? <clears throat> yeah yeah we know what we know and that's based on the past is normally filtered and programmed into us by other people mm. but we don't know what we don't know mm. <laughs> does that make sense yeah, so yeah. if 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 my narrative about my life is this and that's all i've ever known how can i move into possibility because yeah. i don't know how that feels and somebody like uh, donald trump is always a, a great i always use him as an example um not that i like the guy but i you know you've got to ask yourself the question how can he make billions of pounds lose billions of pounds and become president of the united states and be who he is mm. well it's quite simply that he knows what it feels like to be rich and abundant in that way i'm mm. not saying that that's the abundance that i crave no. but that's why a lot of people can just seem to flow through life and others can't it's a repeated pattern of behavior and the mind is there to keep your life mm -hmm. it loves the familiar mm -hmm. and it cares not whether it's good or bad it only reacts to what you tell it yeah so yeah. when you say to if you go to the doctor and you go okay i'm having panic attacks um i feel sick in the morning i'm worried about this the doctor says oh you've got anxiety then Mm. they give you that label all of a mm. sudden you've now just got an excuse for the way that you feel yeah. um and actually my experience personally and that with my clients is that those feelings is actually that inner child that inner spirit trying to wake you up and going that's not who you are mm. so I, I help people find who they truly are yeah. so they they can step in there into their own possibility that's mm. that's that's basically what i do i help people take yeah. the arm off exactly i mean that's an amazing way of looking at things um, very, very similar to actually my own work and the way that I help my clients to look at, like when we look at meaning rather than the thought itself, it's what meaning do you give to the thought that creates yeah. the emotional reaction within you and understanding the meanings has a significant impact on your ability to be able to, like you said, then have a choice about how you want to re respond to something rather than that instinctive reaction that uh, our amygdala and our caveman type primal brain is taking us into uh, which causes yeah. the problems in the first place yeah um, and you mentioned there's a real significance to relationships around that could you could you go into that in a bit more detail yeah so if you look at our we are tribal as a human species we are tribal mm -hmm. and we we want to connect and have purpose and we want to feel as though we're, we're, we're giving something back you know um and, and that is part of our journey. So if we feel connected, if we feel as though we're held, as though we feel as though we've got trust within our relationships, whatever they may be, yeah. then we can thrive. But often we will attach ourselves to what is familiar. And a great example of this, and it was something that really hit home in my job when I was a police officer, was you could never understand domestic violence. Why would you stay with somebody who is abusing you? why that, logically that makes no sense why would you do that the reason is it's familiar and you'll normally find that going back through history um, of that person's life there may be a history of violence it's the same with drugs it's the same with anything else you know it doesn't matter whether you, whether you connect to a cigarette or you connect to a human being we, we crave connection 
and 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 that's and that is the key tenant of how we survive and as i say the mind doesn't know good or bad it just knows what's familiar and will hold on to that and it's very difficult if you don't know what a, a relationship looks like if you don't know what a loving relationship feels like if you don't have a roadmap for how that looks then how can you feel it so you might see it this is what i believe this is what society tells me but if you've not felt it it's very very difficult for you to attract that into your life mm. and i guess if it then does arrive you don't know what that feels like as you say you don't know what that looks like so you yeah. reject it or let it just let it pass you by yeah because you have no you have no navigation uh, the amazing lisa nichols who's one of my coaches says this this phrase that she says how can you know where you're going if you don't know where you are and it's very true people are kind of trying to find relationships whether that be in work love relationships within their families and if they don't know what that looks like or how that feels like or what that roadmap looks like then how do you do that and we look outwardly to tell what society says that looks like you know and that's why a lot of people are lonely we've never been more connected but people are lonely but the depth of connection is different isn't it absolutely and i think you 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 hit the nail on the head that you said that what you do is very similar and i think that's what people need to understand is is that there's no there's no magic wand in regards to how you yeah. resolve that everybody's got a different tool but actually the key tenants is this you already have all the answers yeah <laughs> nobody that's, else has your answers no so that's the, right it's you just, again, them, i think that comes down working. to a power of belief then doesn't it what do you believe is going to help you yeah so i have a, a very good idea about what i believe can help helped me and then what i know can help other people mm. but if they don't believe that that's the right journey for them and they can't buy into that process then yeah. but there is a process out there for everybody yeah and it's why it's why our whole our whole structure of our life is based on something called faith mm. so it, our politics is based on religion and religion for me is is a way in which humanity has tried to create a structure for spirituality so you can't talk about relationships without talking about spirituality so for me the inner you doesn't fit into that particular political religious construct mm -hmm. your ethics your values whatever it is yeah but you don't know any different, then you're going to come unstuck. <laughs> um, and that's why, interestingly, when it comes to things like drugs, the the feeling that people can get off drugs is that inner calm, that inner peace. It's the reason why people self-medicate. So it's, the, for example, I, I, have, I do work with clients with smoking and all the rest of it, and it always comes down to relationships. It, it always comes, it's never, it's not about nicotine. It's never about nicotine. It's about, you know, I, my granddad used to smoke heavily and he died when I was six. And the mind is going, oh, well, if I connect to that cigarette, then I'm still connected to granddad. Right. Even though it was the cigarette that killed granddad. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because it's subconscious and unconscious. Mm -hmm. So you don't know what you don't know. So for me, anxiety, PTSD, all of those feelings are is actually your inner your inner body, your your inner spirit trying to communicate, but it doesn't understand logic. So you've got to go inside. This is why meditation 
is so good. You know, we ask, don't we? We ask, we pray, we go, why do I feel this way? We don't spend any time listening. You know, actually, if you if you stay in silence and ask the question, more than likely at some point, the answer will show up. And I think that's the, like you said, the amazing thing about coaching, therapy, whatever it is, is that you actually are in a space there where you will listen. You're actually giving yourself permission to sit in a space just for you and say, I need to figure this out. I want to figure this out. And, and, and in that environment with somebody that can help you do that, they can give you that space that you require in order to find those answers, like you said, that are already within you, maybe with a little bit of uh, connection and guidance somewhere along the line, but to help you to come to those kind of realisations within you that you probably don't allow yourself to find at other times. Yeah, because what does a coach give you? A coach or a therapist gives you a neutral space. Mm where there is no judgment a good one anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> where there is no judgment and then can ask those big questions coaches should be able to ask those big questions mm. and and it's not about the coach to give you the answer it's about you to be able to make the choices so often i think the biggest thing is most people want to hold on to what they know and leap into new possibility but unfortunately you can't do that. <laughs> the mind can't hold conflicting thoughts. It can't hold conflicting feelings. Yeah. And this is where, where faith comes in. This is where I, you know, I'm a big fan of manifestation. And I started to learn that actually I got into manifestation through the fact that manifestation is about taking that faith. It's not about, it's, it's more about giving something away. Mm-hmm. It's about giving that old paradigm, that old you away. You know, you can't go back to the past. Mm-hmm. and i use a lot of techniques with my clients when i'm coaching after we've done the therapy about okay that's a statement you've made show me the evidence i'm a copper former copper <laughs> show me the evidence right now that that's a truth yeah oh but yesterday no 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 right now show me that that is a truth mm-hmm. so when they do that i go okay that's fine do you still wear a nappy and they go no well when you were a baby, you didn't know how to control your bowel movements and you used to go to the toilet in a nappy. I assume based on the narrative that you're telling me that you still do that now. No. Okay, then. So let's start again. <laughs> so I'm quite disruptive in that way, but it is yeah. true. But it's hard. It's mm-hmm. hard because stepping into a space that you don't know how that feels, mm. you know, um, is difficult. Yeah. It is, it is difficult. Like you said, your brain loves familiarity and will resist yeah. difference, change. If it doesn't feel like it's the, you know, if you're not prepared for it, if it's not the right space for a youth, if you're not con- kind of convincing yourself or convincing your brain that it's the right space for you to go into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is, it is. And that's why I think that that's, that's where the, where people get stuck because a, a good example is affirmations mm. okay so when people go oh to change your life say i am amazing i am beautiful yeah. i am this i am that and people go affirmations they don't work well actually if we look at what we do negatively okay so i'm ugly yeah because and then you go let me go and search for the evidence in the past where somebody called me ugly yeah. we never we never with affirmations go i am amazing because mm-hmm. And, and that's actually one of the simplest tricks that anybody can do is look for the evidence because it, it, it's like that thing when you buy a new car, isn't it? You know, you go, I'm going to buy a red Ford Focus. And as soon as you've made your mind, what do you start seeing? Red Ford Focuses. And that's manifest. That is manifestation. So what 
I guess what I do is help people do practical manifestation. It's, it, it is practical neuroscience. Um, and what happens is when we start to change the way we think, the way we feel, the neurons that aren't just in our head, they're in our body, they're in our gut. So our second brain is our gut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we start to create new synaptic connections. And most people are running their life on Windows 95. You know, <laughs> nobody, nobody's nobody's sitting listening to this on a Zoom or, you know, or some sort of old iPod, probably, you know, yeah. uh, they're going to be listening to on their smartphone. We up, we upgrade the physical things in our life all the time, but we, we don't upgrade our mind. We don't upgrade where we are. You know, we're not the same person we were yesterday, let alone when we were eight. Yeah. The world is different. Yeah. So it's about upgrading yourself so you can then bring the apps into your life that you want you know mm-hmm. relationships the jobs but it's it's committing to something that there's nothing tangible and that's 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 the challenge with mental health mm-hmm. is that we want to see the result before we make the leap but that's not the way it yeah works. yeah it's like you know i need to get everything right in place before i'd make a step to move forward yeah, I say, I often say to people, one of the things that I don't like is the word is heal. People say they're a healer, mm-hmm. they're a healer. But I can give you a direct kind of result, a, a, a direct thingy with this. If you break your leg, okay, and you go to the doctor and you say to the doctor, okay, I've broken my leg. Okay, let, let's sit down and talk about that. How does that make you feel? You, you just go, I want it fixed. Yeah. Actually, when you go and have that surgery, does the doctor fix that broken leg no what the doctor does is create the right environment for that bone to to heal itself work i do exactly the same with people's minds i help you create the environment where that where you can start to heal that break it's 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 literally no different Mm. you know i I would love to I'll, i'll be honest i'd love to do what I do and put somebody under a CT scan. I'll put them because I think it would be so interesting to see the parts of the brain that light up and, and all yeah, that. Yeah, amazing. I mean, I've, I've actually watched um, some videos yeah. of that in practice where people are um, have, have some kind of coaching therapy. They look at images, they look at different and they explain their emotions while they're in, a, in the scan. And you can see the different parts of the brain. Exactly. It's so interesting. Yeah. It's so interesting. And then that's what I'm saying. I've seen it as well. So that's why yeah. I'm like, I'd love to have a go at that. Just uh, uh, the, yeah, this is what, <laughs> this is what, when the work I do, this is how that, that triggers it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, yeah. I mean, it's amazing stuff. Um, just to come back quickly, if people aren't aware, there's a part of your brain called your reticular activating system or your RAS. When you mentioned the Ford focus, red Ford focus earlier on. So yeah. there's actually a, a physical part of your brain. When you say, I'm going to go and buy that red Ford Focus, you actually switch on part of your brain called your RAS, which then starts to look for those things for you subconsciously. So mm-hmm. like when you talk about manifestation, it's amazing. We've actually got a part of our brain which will do that for us if we create the right messages, the right focus, not forward focus, but yeah. the right focus moving forwards to be able to start manifesting the things that we want in our lives. And I think what you said there again about affirmations is, in, is amazing. I, mean, I, I, I do that as well. I also try and begin, it's what you said about the nappy and stuff. I get people to dispel those past yeah. thoughts, past beliefs, past experiences. But yeah, you're, you're right. You People affirm negatives to themselves all of the time and look for evidence to prove that. 
Um, but they don't do that if they're not in a positive mental healthy absolutely and, and actually most of the stuff we do and this is why i don't work with the conscious mind i work with the subconscious and unconscious mind mm -hmm. so if you if you imagine i don't know if you you, you probably are aware of this that 80 percent of who you are is built by the time you're eight mm -hmm. and then i think it's something like by the time you're 21 it's another 10 percent. so by the time you're 35 it's another 10 percent. you can correlate those figures pretty much with the figures around suicide so normally from 35 to about 45 that's when people start to go downhill when they go through their midlife crisis when people start to kill themselves why is that well that's because you're not who you are you, you've become the construct of other people's opinions you've become the construct of society's rules now that doesn't mean that we should just all go out and live in an anarchist society that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is is you've got to understand who you are and actually, you are as powerful as anybody else. Mm -hmm. um, I, I can't remember the exact facts on this, but it was, and, and I may be wrong, it was just something that I read. But apparently, each neuron has got, I think, something like 0.7 volts or something like that. And they said, with the amount of billions of neurons in your body that they estimate that you've got, mm -hmm. um, if we could harness the amount of power in our body, it is the same amount of power that's emitted by the sun. Now, that sounds crazy but if you think about it where did we come from if you bring your if we bring our lineage back mm. actually all of us started from when our universe was created yeah so i know it sounds woo woo but actually from just purely from a physics point of view and the only difference why myself and yourself are sat here in these sacks of meat that we call our bodies is just the environment in which that dust when it started molded there's there's no difference between me me and you and, and a piece of rock it's just the environment yeah and, and how the environment the, starts with the mind yeah and how those kind of parts have just joined together and formed what we are today yeah, yeah. i mean i'm not i'm not a creationist i'm an evolutionist and i believe in that we come from stardust like you said uh, and and that's that's kind of how i believe as well that it was just the fact that we we joined together in a specific way from the particles that were left over and the hand and here we are. So um, again, obviously everybody has their own ideas and own beliefs about what that might be. Um, so then can we come back to then your relationships? So you said that you were on the verge of suicide and you needed to shift. Can you sort of talk about the significant kind of space maybe relationships were for you? You said you had the life, you had the house, you had the family. What was actually yeah. going on there within within yourself at that time? So I guess what happened was in, in 2016, I was on duty and I, I ended up getting assaulted. OK, right. um, I was single crewed, no backup. Um, we got the bad guy in the end. Um, and it wasn't the assault. That's just part of the job. It wasn't the assault. You know, I, I got I got concussion, um, but that wasn't it. It was the way in which there was no help. I felt as though I was shook up and it, it seemed as though I went through a tick box process. And, and a lot of people can probably relate to this is that when you go through, especially in, in a work scenario, it's never about the person. It's about protecting the organization. So mm -hmm. within the police, it's this is what's happened to this person. How can we make sure that when they come back to work, they're fit and healthy and that, that they're okay. It wasn't about me. Now there was one sergeant who was amazing, but generally that's what happened to me. Now I know <laughs> that now that um, 
that journey started when I was six. It probably started before that, but the significance of that moment in time actually started when I was six. But what happened over the next two years was something that shook me inside and I felt more disconnected. I felt really, really paranoid. Um, and the culmination of that was for me to say, do you know, I'm not feeling good. So they say it's good to talk. And when I did, I was labeled. And I don't blame people for that labeling. I, I, I don't, I did at the time, but I don't blame them now because they, they don't understand how the mind works. They didn't understand what it was that I needed. So they put me through a process. They believed that I was having a trauma based on the assault. And I knew that wasn't the case, Yeah, but I couldn't eloquently say, this is where I am. So I just disconnected with the process and got to such a state that, the story that I was telling myself based on my past was that I'm not good enough. I'm different. And that's not available to me. And the only option was to kill myself. And so that was a, like a very deeply held belief. It was absolutely helpful. And I was in so much pain. However, I was turning up every day, putting mm. my armor on. And it's like, I always describe it, it's like getting a, a beach ball and pushing it under the water. At first it's okay, but eventually it gets painful and you start to see the cracks. But what happens is people saw the cracks as me not being able to do my job properly. Right. And that wasn't the case. So then I got performance managed. Okay. And nobody would listen. And even after I'd fixed myself, um, that process still happened. And that's the reason why I left the police because mm. ethically I went, I actually, I know who I am now. Mm. And I remember with HR, they went, how do you know you're okay? And I just said, because I'm enough. I'm enough who I am now. Mm -hmm. I know deeply who I am. Um, and, and that thing that blew people's minds because our concept of um, therapy is all logical. Mm -hmm. and, and what I was trying to express wasn't logical. No. I now know that that's led me on a path. And my, yeah. my purpose and my mission was to say that anybody who's feeling in that way, I never want them to go through that. So I knew that it all happened for a reason. You know, there's no bad, there's no good, there's only lessons. No, most definitely. I mean, I talk about this in my stuff as well. The reason that I do relationship coaching is because my relationships were so destructive and disorganized and painful. Mm. And if I hadn't had those experiences, I wouldn't be in the space where I am now, where I'm able to do the work that I do because um, I wouldn't have gone down this 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 road. I would never have gone down this journey line to to try and sort myself out. And to get it right, get it right for me. And it would never have been something I would have been then connected to in the way that I'm connected to try and help other people to do that. Um, talking of relationships, what um, what significance of relationships to you, the significance of connection? Um, how, have, how have relationships influenced you over your life? Um, I think for me, the main relationships are about my purpose and my journey. I think relationships are about safety. It comes down to that thing I said, the mind is there for survival. And if we connect with things that make us feel safe, then we can have the courage to move forward. So if you were to ask me, why didn't I kill myself? It's quite simple. There were, I discounting my parents, but I have an amazing wife who was there for me. Right. I've got two amazing kids. That was the only reason that I did not do it. Right. But conversely to that, the narrative was I'm letting them down. Yes. Yes. I'm yes. not being the dad. Mm -hmm. I'm not. And I think it's difficult 
and I know this might sound challenging, but I think if you're a man today, I think it's difficult. Not that I'm saying we shouldn't have equal opportunities, not that we shouldn't have that, but there is a narrative that is going around at the moment that, you know, all men are misogynists, all men are this. They're not. Mm. you know and people need to really understand the feminine divine and the masculine divine yeah because because actually we have a lot of feminine women and leaders that actually have got many masculine traits mm. and we've got many male leaders that have got amazing feminine traits and that doesn't mean that you are effeminate it just mm. means that you have empathy mm. and empathy is the antidote for fear mm-hmm. it's as simple as that mm. you know um so again a lot of people are, are kind of going i don't know what i should look like so this is what i'm gonna i'm gonna this is what people tell me success is so i'm gonna wear the success yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, gonna, yeah this is what being a man is right this is what being a yeah, woman yeah yeah, yeah. 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 we're going into so, that narrative and yeah it conflicts with actually internally who we really are yeah and when i've worked with guys before and the, I, I don't know if you know brenia brown's work but she's, mm. she's got vulnerability there's no courage without vulnerability and I always give examples of being a soldier. So if you're in Afghanistan, you're being pinned down by the Taliban and you've got to run a hundred yards to evacuate out in a helicopter. Okay. Yeah. Of course it takes courage to go from your position through that open ground. Cause you might die. So you're telling me that you're not feeling vulnerable. <laughs> so vulnerability isn't something that's a weakness. Vulnerability is absolute courage. Mm-hmm. to be able to show up and i think this is where with me i i did have the courage to be vulnerable but at the point i did that i was made to feel emasculated i, I think was, yeah that and that's and that's where safety comes in it's and this is where therapists and coaches can do an amazing job in just allowing people just to be vulnerable and i think that's the perception of vulnerability isn't it there's a lot i mean i i grew up thinking that vulnerability was a weakness yeah you know, and I think there is still, again, it's the meaning, again, you give to the word is to that experience. If if you're comfortable or if you're okay to make your, allow yourself to be vulnerable, yeah, then you can achieve so much because you're allowing yourself to be opened up to so many different things. If you don't, if you're fearful of being vulnerable, again, if you're going to be labelled for being vulnerable, if people are going to say that, again, you're effeminate or you're weak or whatever it is because you're allowing yourself to be vulnerable. But like you said, that soldier is vulnerable. There is a possibility they could die yeah you know so we need to open ourselves up to the fact actually if we need to get to the other side on a lot of occasions for us to overcome those things that might be stopping us from getting into the helicopter and being rescued as it were um that we need to we need to show courage but we need to accept that we are vulnerable in that moment yeah um, and look for that thing that's going to help us to manage that vulnerability i think too like you said relationships are so key to that you had the way that you perceived your relationship with your partner and with your children was a one of safety, of one of support, of one of love, of one of connection. Where obviously you were then having that argument in your mind, which was actually, but I'm also not the person that they need me to be. And then you self-reflected, but the yeah. power it feels that the more important power there was the connection to them to help you through it rather than the one of the self-chastisement and stuff that would have sent you down a different pathway. Yeah, and I, I have this thing called the facts to abundance, which is you've got to step into fear. Okay, so when you can sit in the darkness of fear right. and know that everything is okay, then that's fine. Because when you actually look at fear, it's never the thing, it's the thought of the thing that, that drives the fear. So when you can sit with fear, know that everything's okay. 
the crucial thing is you've got to take action. So loads of people might listen to this podcast and they might go, this is all amazing stuff, but they won't take any action on actually doing anything about the way they feel. Yeah. And that is a choice. So when we talk about manifest, you are always manifesting. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there is a choice. And, and I remember quite distinctly crying for probably two weeks after having the breakdown, I'm going to lose my house, I'm going to lose my career, I'm going to do this. And nobody came. Even though my wife was there, she didn't know what to Nobody's coming. <laughs> and Mel Robbins talks about this. Nobody's coming. I sat there. And it, 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 I think it was part of that military training that just went, nobody else is going to do this. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to do it. You're just going to have to keep crawling forward day mm-hmm. by day. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the biggest thing is that a lot of people are, let's look at relationships. People are looking for that perfect relationship, mm-hmm. but we know that that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. It's little micro moves every day with yourself, with other people of learning and making those micro moves, making those mistakes. And eventually you'll get what looks like an amazing relationship. And everybody goes, oh, you've got such a perfect relationship. Or how is it that you've been able to do that in your job? But what they've not realized is, is all those little micro moves, either consciously or subconsciously, that that, that will make that happen. You know, people people see what they want to see, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I think, again, there is an issue... Uh, going off topic maybe slow as just like this I think there's an issue to with society at the moment because everything is so readily available yeah that the right here right now culture there's a right here right now kind of mindset and I mean I'm, I'm you know I'm the same as well if if Amazon don't deliver it the next day I'm like what what's going on I want that tomorrow my prime membership <laughs> exactly <laughs> my computer doesn't start straight away and it has to load something I'm like that's not right come on hurry up and then I have to check myself and go okay just be patient, just sit with this, just allow it to happen. Um, and I think that's what you were just, you know, you need to kind of make those little changes, those little forward movements in order to create that life, that person, that relationship, that everything that you want in your life and manifest that for yourself. And what we want is not necessarily what we need. I think no. If you're going to go religious, God, the universe, yeah. the creator, there is a plan. And every time karma, this comes into karma as well, isn't it? Every time you keep repeating the same thing, I can't remember that quote by Einstein, you know, stupidity is doing the same thing. And over and over again, expecting a different result. Yeah. You know, so, so we're always being taught that. So actually taking time to pause, taking time just to do nothing is doing something. Mm -hmm. I think we're so busy being busy because we're in this competition mode that actually sometimes doing nothing is doing something. And one of the things that I work with my clients is I say to them, diary in you time if you time looks like i'm gonna i'm gonna watch netflix for an hour and that makes you happy mm-hmm. do it put people on notice this is my hour this is my yeah. me hour if you want to go to the gym go to the gym whatever makes you happy don't think that because people say you've got to get up at five o'clock in the morning meditate go to the gym yeah you know, people's buckets are different, you know. Exactly. You, exactly. I, what works for people? I mean, yeah. I, I'm useless at meditating. I must say that I, if I meditate, I fall asleep. I, I can't, you know, I either can't switch off or I'll go to sleep. And but, I need but that's actually a good thing. Yeah. And I think, I think you just and hit I, the point there. People say that to me when they listen to the recordings that I yeah. give them at their session. Oh, I fell asleep. Yeah, because your subconscious mind is active. Yeah. It's 5D, sense of smell, touch, 
it's always active. And this is why our stories are filtered. Because yeah. if you imagine that you're taking all of that information and the world's bombarding you with, your brain would blow up, your body would blow up. Mm. So it actually just picks the bits out that it thinks are useful based on the narrative that you tell yourself. So, so when you actually fall asleep, that's great. <laughs> but it isn't when in the morning when I've got things to do. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> when I need to meditate, yeah, yeah. I need to do it yeah. overnight. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you very much, Marcus. That's been an amazing talk so far. Um, before we finish up today, um, I believe you've got something to offer to the listeners that are tuning in. Yeah, so I I started this little side project. So we just talked about happiness there. Mm. When you're in your business, you can be very focused about business. So I, I was working with my coach and I came, this is my kind of mantra for 2022. Mm. How can I be more, serve more and work less? So that's that's kind of my mantra. That's like, right. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah. And I was really noticing that my clients were starting to manifest. And, and I was looking at what, what was that? Why was that happening? So I created this course and it's called The Universe Has My Back. Okay. So the.universehasmyback.com. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give that course away. And I actually in December had some amazing speakers come on to a mastermind. Um, one of them, I think he's coming on the show, Paul Webb. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I also, who worked with the amazing Joe Vitale, um, two of the Lisa Nichols motivating the masses coaches were on there as well, mm. as well as my good friend, Joe Bullock, who'd worked with Bob Proctor. So we got some amazing people, speakers came on the mastermind. And so within this gift that I'm going to give people on learning how to start your manifestation journey, um, within the bonus section is even more bonuses. Um, uh-huh. I think I totted it up when I asked them, there's about 1300 pounds worth of content in this course. Okay. Why am I giving it away? He says, I'll tell you the reason why is because you gave me the opportunity to come on this podcast. So I want to be able, how can I serve your listeners? How can I give them something so they can start that journey of understanding how they can do it? So there's some tips and tricks on how you can do manifestation. There's some uh, information on kind of how our mind works within manifestation. So it's about five modules. It's not an onerous course. Because I know people get course fatigue. So I tried to do something that allowed people to start on that journey to understand how their mind works and how they can just do little things every day to start to manifest things into their life. So um, I'm I'm guessing I'll give you a coupon code for it. Um, We'll stick it in in the show notes. uh, And people can can go and have a look at that. I've also got a Facebook group that goes with that as well. So people want to find out more. That's amazing. So anyone interested in taking Marcus on his amazing offer there? Um, just go into the show notes. There will be a link to uh, download that. There'll also be the coupon code there. Um, so get hold of that course and start manifesting. Um, yes. Thank you again for being on the show. It's been an absolutely amazing conversation. If there's one thing you would like to leave the listeners with, advice, a phrase or anything else? You know, I think that the, my go-to phrase is you have all the answers and it's as simple as that. Great. It's knowing how to unlock that. And that's why people might like yourself and myself exist to support people, to help them unlock who they truly are. So that's what I would say. You have all the answers. So just go within. Thank you very much. Um, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show. And I hopefully I'll speak to you again soon. Brilliant. Thank you, John. Take care. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, follow and review the show. That is very much appreciated. And please do reach out if you would like to know more about how you can create healthy, intimate relationships in your life.
I will leave you with this quote from Colbard. Although we can't go back and make a brand new start, we can start now and make a brand new ending. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Relationship Guide.